Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. Glad that you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. You know, right now, Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream, it's cold enough outside. They could just leave the cream mixture outside, come back an hour later, good to go. Yep, but I guarantee they'll still be selling ice cream to folks like you, who despite the fact it's 25 degrees outside, you're dressed like it's summertime. I mean, I am wearing pants. Not that I don't always wear pants. I'm just saying I'm wear shorts. <laughs> well, yeah. We're inside, Joel. If I, if I was out, Look, if I had a job outside, if I was in construction, I would be wearing a jacket. When I first saw you today, though, no jacket, and you were standing outside. I went from my front door to my car. That is about a six-second tri- uh, trip. Then I went from the door of the car to the studio. That is about an eight-second trip. What if I just don't want my friend Brian Haydad to get cold? I don't get cold. I like. I went for a walk this morning in shorts. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. Brave man you are. I guess. Something like that. <laughs> but had you gotten cold, you could have went to the other side. Got you some I blueberry got, cobbler. Yeah, could have got Something a hot chocolate. Warm you right up. Warm my bones. See, whatever you, if you're Hey Dad or if you're Joel, if you're Thunder or if you're Lightning, they've got something for you at Strange Brew Coffee House and Turn and Spoon Ice Cream. Simple as that. So, whatever your personality is, whether you're a no good Braves fan, I'm trying, no I, comment. I, I, no comment. I, I was kind of trying to make a Godfrey joke out of that. I couldn't, or I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to tie it all together. But anyway, uh, yeah, strange for coffee house. Turn us with ice cream. College Corner. Maybe I should go get some new gear. Maybe I should go get a nice new MSU hoodie or MSU jacket. Wouldn't be a bad idea. I think you, you might be on to something there. Maybe I need to look at collegecornerstore.com. It is a new year. I could and use some new gear. There you go. I don't I haven't bought a new you know, obviously because I can't, you know, I don't wear them to the games. So like I'm trying to think like the last piece of MSU gear that I bought. It's like people bought me stuff. I got a pair of MSU socks for Christmas. But it's been a while. Maybe I, I'm sitting here making fun of all these people. I'm one of them. I need a new shirt. I, I really wish I could go to your house right now, and there would be that maroon is all that matters shirt hanging front so, and center. There is not one, and there never has been one, uh, because when I arrived at the stadium that day, and I was like, hey, what sizes do you have? And they told me, I was like, never mind then, because I didn't feel like cramming into a schmedium to, uh, to, to wear that shirt. So I've never owned a maroon is all that matters shirt. It only had a three-week shelf life anyway, so it's fine. So, yeah, I, I've talked myself into it. I'm going to be looking at College Corner Store. I need to get some, something new. I need to get a, a new jacket or something. There you go. See? Plans made. We, we just made. we just made a sale right there. We're taking care of business here on Thunder and Lightning. Speaking of taking care of business, Advantage Business Systems wants you to know they are helping Mississippians do business. They've been doing it for nearly 50 years. 
years. They keep dollars local. Here's a, here's a stat for you, Joel. When you use a local business, 68 cents of every dollar stays in that community. When you go out of state, only 43 cents of every dollar stays in the community. I mean, when we start talking about big deals, that's a lot of money that, that needs to stay in our state. Right now, this is the, the time to be buying local and to use local companies. That's what Advantage Business Systems is. They've been helping Mississippians since the day they opened the doors. And don't forget, just because they're a local company doesn't mean they're not the company that can keep all of their options open for you. Anything you're looking for for technology, I, I, they, had, they had a great idea. A great, it's not as good as our slogan. Uh, I'll just tell you that. But they said if it copies, prints, or stamps, they cover it. Simple as that. I like that. So I like simple and I like easy. Advantage Business Systems makes those things happen for your business. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Good Royal Rumble. We're now recording after that. Just just real quick, your, your thoughts. Give me a 30-second thought. Intrigued now. I think we talked about this before we went on air. They, but they I, do it every year. They hook us. Yeah, I'm re- I'm interested to see where it goes. I am too. We'll and, see. Uh, you know, they've got two strong characters that want each of the Rumbles, and they could go multiple ways with them. Although I think with Bianca Belair, you got to do EST versus the boss. You just have to. I agree. To. That's where you go with I agree. Her, but, uh, All right, we're over 30 seconds. That was really only like 20 Six. I was looking. Okay. So, I will say that I saw a funny tweet. I think it was from uh, Brandon Walker's uh, college p- football podcast. It's, it congratulated Bianca Belair on winning. It said, first big win for Tennessee in like three decades. <laughs> Did you say Tennessee track and field put out like the – Yes. As well they should. Graphic. You should. Look, in a couple years, yeah. when that's Anriel Howard winning that, uh, I expect in Mississippi State to do the same. Speaking of – real quick – Dave Meltzer actually mentioned her, not by name, but on a podcast this morning, because he said that Bianca Belair might be one of the best athletes on the roster. And the other guy, Brian, do you know what I'm talking about? No. I, I, don't, I don't know what his last name is, but he's the guy who does the podcast with Meltzer. He says, you don't think she's the best athlete? He's like, I don't know. There's that girl who played for the Seattle Storm. I bet she's a better athlete than her. I was like... I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I might be the only person in the, the world or one of the few people who's listening to this that knows who you're talking about, but they're talking about Anriel Howard. Um, Mississippi State football, another transfer out today. Brandon Cunningham makes that 18 players that have hit the portal uh, along with seven players who have decided not to come back for their final year of eligibility. So a, 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 I guess I can't really say, you know, the seniors, I can't really say that, that that's a loss, right? Because they were going to, in a normal year, they'd be gone anyway. Yeah. Marcus Murphy is a loss. So basically, we're just talking about 20 players. Obviously, you're going to replace, you know, 25 of those guys, uh, 26 of those guys, once the signing class is finished up. But at the same time, I don't think we're done with transfers yet at Mississippi State. So I, I, I'd like to get an idea, I guess, of how many players are, that are going to be on this roster. I know there were some reports early on that, that the state would be, you know, state could only be at 83, still under NCAA probation. I think for this is the final year of that uh, due to the Tudor Gate stuff. Um, so I think some, some reports have them at like 78 or 79, but I don't think state's done with the transfer portal. And just looking at this roster right this second, 
mean, within the first five or six numbers here, King Ani is a guy I don't expect to be at Mississippi State for the 2021 season. Is that a fair? Well, I guess we're, we're going to have to speculate a little here, but it just doesn't seem like it's it's going to it's going to work for him here at Mississippi State. Well, I think he's battled some injury stuff mm-hmm. and some other stuff. I I don't know where he's at, mm-hmm. um, but he certainly hasn't contributed yet. Right, and I would think if you're I'm trying to put myself in his shoes as we speculate here, but, I mean, if you're still here and you go through spring and it becomes obvious that you're not going to play mm-hmm. a big role, mm-hmm. boom. And I, I think you may see that with a lot of guys. Yeah. After spring is typically when you start seeing a That's lot of – That's sort of a little of, more of the hot stove. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, you didn't see it that way last year because it wasn't spring. Right. And that's part of the reason why you had that rush. In, in, in the middle of the season. A lot of those guys would have been processed. Would have been long gone by the – Earlier in the – Yeah. yeah. You know, a guy like uh, I know Tyler Williams is a guy they're not expecting him back at this time. Um, Jalen Reed is another guy. Has never made any kind of contribution whatsoever. Would not be surprised to see him gone. Um, Brad Cumbus is a guy, I don't think he's leaving Mississippi State, but I wouldn't be surprised if he decided to focus on baseball at this point. You know, he had, what, like two catches last year? I, I just don't see... Those guys, you know, Dante Jones is already out. Uh, Cumbus and Spivey are still here. I don't, I don't know what kind of role those something guys are. Something I would wonder year. about with that, though, mm-hmm. does he have to stay playing football to keep a full paid scholarship? I'm sure he, he would, but I mean, at the same time, I'm sure he can figure some things out too. You know, I mean, I would say this: if I'm Brad Cumbus and I want to remain at Mississippi State and play baseball. I would do that because, you know, what's the point? Are you going to say, like, well, I have to stay on football to, play, to keep my scholarship? I still have to go to the practices and everything? What's the point of that? So, I don't know. I, I, don't, I think Brad Cumbus might be at sort of the point where he has to say, where is my future? And if, it's, if you really believe it's in football, you probably need to hit the portal. But if you believe it's in baseball, then you can stay at Mississippi State. That's how I would look at it if I were him. Yeah. Um. Who are some other names to watch in terms of possible transfers? I don't think Jet Johnson is one. That's a guy who hasn't contributed very much. Um, is anybody? I'm, I'm, I'm missing it. You know, James Jackson. What Brandon about Hamburg a receiver? Going. I mean, there's so many of those guys. Now. The, the, I was getting to the '80s here. The the one that strikes out to me is Quentin Torber. Because you know, Isaiah Pruitt's already transferred out. Mm-hmm. Torber is like the last guy that's sort of here that is has made no real uh, contribution. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him gone. Maybe a guy – I know he just – you know last year was his first year to be eligible, but Alan Love was not a contributor last year, despite the fact that State had so many issues on the defensive line. So that's another, I mean, that would be his second transfer, though, so I don't know how that would work for him. But – I th- I won't be. I guess it's fair to say I won't be totally surprised if MSU loses two or three more to the transfer portal. Is that a fair guess? Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, and what you gotta, you know, I guess cross your fingers and hope is that come the fall, you won't hear so much about roster numbers. I mean, the reason you heard so much about it this past year was. You had the transfer stuff, plus you had COVID contact tracing stuff. What you got to hope is by maybe September, October, I don't know that we will have eradicated COVID by then, 
but maybe with vaccinations and everything else, you're at the point where you don't go into every single week wondering if you're going to have enough guys to play a football game. Yeah. You know, maybe you're at that point. So while this is important, knowing how many guys that you have, I don't know that next fall, I mean, in an ideal world, it's not going to be as big of an issue. You know, if you have 75, great. If you have 80, wonderful. Mm-hmm. But even if you have 65, well, that's good too because hopefully we're in a world where you don't have to worry every single week about who was around, you know, within six feet for 15 minutes of so-and-so that tested positive for COVID that may or may not have been t- – you know, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Right. So you hope. We'll see. And the thing to remember is, you know, the portal giveth and the portal or portal taketh away, yeah. the portal giveth. I would expect state because it looks like all of their defensive back options in this class have been exhausted. Yeah, it looks like they're going to have to get into the issue that we talked about on, I guess, yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. In that, do you just make a gonna, reach or do you wait? And I think it because there are going to be players like we're talking about here from Power Five schools who decide after the spring they need to go, and the, the, there will be guys available. I, that's what that that's the smart thing. At this point, I feel like you've done everything you can possibly do to get a defensive back into this class. There, it, there can't be a guy. I mean, unless there is an absolute unearth hidden gem that you can sign on tomorrow, and you can honestly, you need him to be a little bit of a contributor in year one. It just makes sense to hold off, let the spring happen. And see who's available in the in the portal. You've got names here, you know. When you look at the the DBs, you've got guys there, but they're just they're just unproven. There's no way around that, you know. Look at all the defensive backs you have. You have at corner, you have Emerson and Forbes. You still have, I mean, don't know if they're going to be here or not, but you still have Kyle Cass, Jalen Reed, Asias Verge, Cameron and Richardson, and Cam Threet, all scholarship guys. Yeah. You need one or two of those guys to take it. Cameron Richardson's a guy that we thought might make a contribution this season. It ended up not being that way. And yeah, we talked about scholarship guys. Guys like London Kraft may end up being a scholarship guy. Could end up being a scholarship guy. Let's look at the safeties real quick. Uh, Sean Preston, Colin Duncan, J.P. Purvis, Dylan Lawrence, uh, London Kraft, C.J. Morgan, uh, Landon Gidry, Janari Dean, and Fred Peters. Those are all your scholarship guys. Uh, London Kraft, not a scholarship guy, but I, I would expect him. guy like C.J. Morgan, he doesn't count against your 83 next year, right? Correct, because he's a senior. Same with yeah. Fred Peters. Uh, neither one of those guys count against the 83, but you have them back. I mean, you've got a, guy, a ton of guys who played there, you know, and they just need to get a little better. Fred Peters is a good player. State could really use Janari Dean to be a stud. <laughs> they, they that's the one thing, and it's, it's been a while for Mississippi State to not have a a guy back there in the secondary like that's an NFL player. State doesn't have that guy right now, and I think Fred Peters can be an NFL player. But he, I, you're I, talking about safety position. Yeah, the safety yeah. position. Oh, the, the corner. Yeah, they're fine. They got say. they got two yeah. studs. Yeah, but I mean, I, honestly, the guy I like the best in that group is Colin Duncan. I thought Duncan made some plays this year. You know, he he's a guy that I. I like, he, he was – State signed him because they missed out on somebody else. I don't remember who it was. There was another DB in that class that they wanted. And they didn't get him, so they went with Duncan, even though Duncan was more highly rated. Yeah. And I, I'm not you know saying the ratings are the end-all, be-all, but at the end of the day, the people who evaluate this stuff liked him better than the other guy. I wish I could remember who it was. Yeah. But, I, think, I think a couple uh, – talking about another guy, Sean Preston, mm-hmm. I think a little bit of his – year got overshadowed by his couple of bad moments in, in the bowl game. 
Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't as bad well, as like, he was in the bowl early, game. Like, the first couple of games were like, this guy will come up and hit you. And then in the yeah. bowl game, he was getting run over. Yeah. He, I think, I don't know if they ever confirmed it or not, he had to have been banged up. Because I know his mentality, and I'd, I'd seen it in the previous games, but he was a, he was a little bit of a headhunter. So, yeah. London Craft, I mean... Now I will say that defensively, scheme wise, you got to find some ways. You got to shore that up a little bit. So I can think of situations where Sean Preston, London Craft, and Landon Gidry were all put in one-on-one coverage against elite wide receivers, and those matchups went the way you think they did. They gave up touchdowns. I mean, Gidry had the bad bad egg bowl. Preston had the the touchdown he gave up against Georgia that was ended up being the game winner. Um, London Craft. Got matched up with Devontae Smith, the mismatch of the only guy Some who got that, like like that that play for instance, one you're discussing was yeah. because of a blitz, a corner blitz, right? But I'm but so every now and then we, you just throw I, a wrinkle. I, I know understand. That. I understand what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but if I'm Zach Arnett and I'm drawing this scheme up, okay, so we're gonna blitz here. Who does that put on Devontae Smith, London Craft? All right, erase that. Let's start over. <laughs> it's fair too. I mean, it's it's got to be that way. I mean, the only guy who had it worse was that Ohio State linebacker. At least London Craft was within a couple steps. You could have run a you could have run a bus between the gap between Tough Borland and Devontae Smith in the national championship game. I JP Purpose is another. Devontae Smith is catching a pass. I'm cheering it. I hope you, I hope you could be right. Uh, JP Purpose is another guy. You know. I think he played some special teams this year. I, th- I expect him next year to, you know, once he's fully recovered from all those injuries from the, from the car wreck, I think he's the guy. I think State has two or three guys who could be big contributors. Duncan, Janari uh, Dean, and and Purvis. And if you get that, you're going to be okay. And then at corner, on, and it, you know, we haven't mentioned Jalen Green. Obviously, he's not on this roster. You, need, you have Emerson and Forbes, and you feel really good there. You just need one more guy. Because honestly, outside of Alabama, your second your second corners, how good are they really? You know, it's just it, there's not there's gonna be a lot of there's not a lot of teams out there that have four elite corners. There's always gonna be a drop off. So, yeah. So I guess our over our, our overriding arc here is that expect that the portal to remain busy for Mississippi State, both in terms of players going out and players coming in, all the way up until August, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if the spring will be a little quieter on the going out front just because, I mean, there comes a point where everybody that wants to leave has already left. <laughs> I can't, I, can't I, I do think there there may be another couple guys, but by and large, probably a lot of the ones that wanted to get out kind of know where they stand now and they've, they've kind of gotten out, you know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe the spring reveals something something else um i I, at the bare minimum though like you do expect there's gonna have to be another transfer to in and uh yeah we'll just have to see on the on the whole who don't like where they stand so they go somewhere else part i agree i agree i mean you're very right in that you're just running out of guys who don't want to be here (laughs) you just feel like most of them have, have already you know but it's going to it's going to turn into it's not that I don't like Mississippi State it's I, I want to play, and that's where you're a guy like Torber who might really like it here, but if he wants to play he's got to go somewhere else. Yeah, simple as that. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on over to basketball. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. They want to remind you that hey, Welcome Home Beef 
in North Mississippi, it's probably it might be available at your local grocery store. That's something you need to check out. We've got a list of these locations here, and they are really doing a great job of expanding. If you're in Collinsville, they're at the Piggly Wiggly in DeKalb. They're at uh, DeKalb, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. I said it right. Yeah. Pilgrim's Pride, Pontotoc, they're at the Price Cutter, and Corinth at Gardner's Supermarket. They're at Reed's Market in New Albany and Bahalia, and in Piggly Wiggly, and I'm sorry, I already mentioned Collinsville, but also in Batesville and an Olive Branch. So they are really starting to get out there. So if you're in one of those local markets and you want to pick up some outstanding beef products, some of the best you'll ever have, they are available for you at your local super supermarkets. And of course, if you're just here in Starkville, hey, the real deal's right there on University Drive. And of course, they'll ship. You just go to welcomehomebeef.com or call them at 662-268-8148 to find out what they can get shipped off to you. This weekend, next week, Super Bowl weekend, this weekend? I mean, I'm just saying you could do a lot worse than a ribeye steak while you're watching the Super Bowl. Just, just call me crazy. That doesn't sound like a bad idea to me. So give them a call, look at the website, figure out what you want to do, and get some great beef on the grill coming soon to your house. And I promise you one thing with Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Mississippi State traveling to Arkansas on uh Also want to thank Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I'm so excited they're a sponsor. <laughs> I mean, this is like, you know, when you chase the girl and you you know you're and you finally catch her. You eye. finally get her. Took forever, but it was worth worth the wait. And I tell you what, there's there's just if you tell me you're saying, Brian, let's go out to eat, you can pick. I'm probably picking two brothers, like nine times out of ten. At the and, very least, if you give options, it's one of your top three at all times. Top two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just yeah. The only reason I wouldn't pick it the tenth time is because you ate it the last three times. I picked it the the nine other times <laughs> you asked me. So and it's not just about barbecue. It is southern soul food with a funky fusion. It is great stuff up and down the menu. Burgers, sandwiches, appetizers, and they've always got great daily specials. Check them out on Instagram. They're not much for Twitter, but Instagram and now I, I'm gonna warn you though. If you follow them on Instagram and you see the pictures of the food you're going to go eat there. So do this at your own risk. If you're not willing to go and eat delicious food, don't follow them on Instagram. Don't say I didn't warn you the first time you see, you know, one of the plates they've got done up and you're like, oh my gosh. And of course, if you're just looking out, go out on the, on the town for a little while, they're right there in the Cotton District. They've got great drinks, great cocktails. It's just a, a can't miss place. My, one of my favorite places in all of Starkville. Check them out over there at 621 University Drive. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. We want to welcome them again to the podcast. Joel, let's talk a little basketball. Mississippi State uh, travels to Arkansas tonight uh, for basketball against the Razorbacks. They have been an up-and-down basketball team is Arkansas. Is that that a fair assessment for you? Yeah, it is. Um, I had to wait for a second to see if you were about to say has Arkansas, you know, or were you going to say that Mississippi State had been an up-and-down basketball team? <laughs> because, I mean, that's what you got here. Yeah. You got, you got a, a matchup of, of two teams that's kind of ridden a roller coaster. Yeah. Arkansas is 13-5 on the season. They had a, a much easier go of it in uh, conference, in non-conference play, I should say, 
uh, or they did not uh, they did not drop a game. But in conference play, lost to Missouri, lost to Tennessee, lost badly to LSU, lost badly to to Alabama. But they've won they three straight in conference, beating Auburn, winning at Vanderbilt, and then beating Ole Miss. They lost on Saturday uh, in the Oklahoma State in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. We all know what kind of, of of basketball they want to play. That you know, it's it's even though it's not the same uh, as it's been in year pa- years past. Uh, not that it's you know the old forty minutes of hell, but Arkansas has always that they have a reputation. They you know they, they they like to get after it. They want to score. They're averaging eighty four points a game. They've got five guys in double figures, led by Moses Moody, who uh, is averaging sixteen points uh, per game. They out rebound their opponents by about six per game. They shoot forty five percent from the field. They shoot. Uh, 35% from behind the the arc. They're just a solid offensive basketball team. Now they will on occasion, you know, and you saw it against LSU and Alabama, both 90-point games for them. They gave up 81 this weekend. What I don't like about State's chances in this game is when team Mississippi State to me allows other teams to dictate the tempo, be it fast or slow. State is never able to dictate what it wants to do. Sometimes it works, you know. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, I thought against Alabama, it worked okay. You just didn't have enough guns to make the shots. Against Ole Miss, it didn't work at all. You let Ole Miss slow everything down, and they completely ran over you. So I guess my question is this. I feel like Arkansas is going to want to, you know, play fast. They want to score. Can Mississippi State, if 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 that holds, and State is the team that has to, you know, sort of respond can they respond in such a way that they can win the basketball game? Uh, I think they can. I don't know if they will, but like you just mentioned, I mean, Alabama played pretty fast, and State kind of went punch for punch with, with Alabama. So, sure. I mean, they could, they could go to Arkansas and, and hang around. I think it's a tremendous benefit to Mississippi State, maybe in this game as much as any game they'll play this year, um, that you're not going to have like a packed Bud Walton arena. That place has been a house of horrors for Mississippi State mm-hmm. through the years. I don't have the stats in front of me, but they can't be good. Um, State goes to Arkansas frequently, and things don't end well. They're not the only one, by the way. I mean, there's a lot of teams that go to Arkansas, and things don't end well. So I, I, I would I would guess by, you know, in the world in which we live and that there won't be a packed house there, that at least makes you feel a little better about things. I still think I, I like Arkansas in this game overall. Mm-hmm. But if you're just asking me, playing out, can, can State hang with them? Yeah. Yeah, they can. I mean, it, DJ Stewart's going to have to probably have one of his big nights um, it, where he hits a lot of shots. So. I mean, you, you're going to need that big two to be the big two. You know, you're going to need Iverson and DJ to probably have 15-plus apiece and uh, try and fill in the gaps with the rest of it. This kind of feels like a game to me. We'll see what Ben Howland does, but kind of feels like a game to me that you'd want Jalen Johnson's offense in the game a little more than maybe we've seen in the last. Or, or yeah, maybe maybe Cam slows him down. No, no. Is that what you're going to no, say? No, I was going to go with what we talked about yesterday. Or yeah, because if if you, you are going to have to play fast pace, man, I want Davon Smith on the court. He's a guy who can play fast pace. He's a guy who can get up and down the court. This is an i. This is a ideal kind of uh, situation for me to play Smith, Stewart, and Molinar in the backcourt and go small against Arkansas. 
Now, will they do that? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe maybe Joel Coleman will ask that question of Ben Hallen and his media availability in about 45 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's getting, up, getting close. No, we're, we're, we're good, good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, I don't think State can have signature wins at this point in the basketball season. They do play Alabama again. I guess they could beat them. But, you know, it, this would be a game that if State won it, you feel – you feel like they, they 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 won a game they weren't supposed to win. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, that's the way I'm feeling. Because like I said, I if you make me pick here in a minute, I'm going to pick Arkansas. I'm going to make you pick. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I feel like Arkansas win the game. I I don't check odds makers and what they they think about college basketball that much. I would guess Arkansas is probably a a decent favorite in this one. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think it would definitely be considered a, a little bit of an upset anyway if State rolls up to, to Fayetteville and pulls out a win. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I just have trouble seeing Mississippi State um, you know, keeping the pace against uh, this Arkansas team. That's that's, that's just me. Um, you know, if you're telling me that State is going to be able to you know, go up and down the court be able to uh, handle the kind of things that that Arkansas throws at them. I don't know. I I, I have trouble buying into that. But so we'll what, see. So, so what state playing for at this point? Just NIT. Just try. They're, they're definitely playing for the NIT. They they they, they would have to win a, a bunch of games. And they, how many games do they have left? Like, well, they're they're, they're four and five in the conference, right? Yeah. So they have nine games left. And they're we're what ten and eight overall. It's ten ten eight or 11, I think it's ten. Ten and eight. Four and five with nine games left. They need seventeen wins. So can they go seven and two in these last? Ugh. That seems unlikely. I mean, I feel like seventeen is pushing it. To be honest with you, I mean, I think you might need more than that. It's just not. I mean, the NIT is not what it used to be. There's not a bunch of the NIT used to just pick teams with names, right? Yeah. And especially in this year where uh, you know there's no attendance. I mean, back in the day, they just picked, like, hey, we can get a bunch of people at this. Let's, let's give them an NIT game. Now they actually do a good job of, you know, seeding it and teams that deserve to play get to play. I mean, State's net is not good. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough, tough call for State to get into the NIT. You know, I really do hope they, uh, while we're talking about postseason, I hope they have an SEC tournament. I don't know if – I hadn't heard that they won't, but you kind of wonder – given the fact how close it is to the NCAA tournament, if they want to try to protect the NCAA t- I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I sure hope it gets off because this may be one of the more unpredictable SEC tournaments that you've ever had. Because, I, I mean, I guess you'd pick Alabama to win it if you just had to pick somebody right mm-hmm. now. But to me, despite the fact that I guess they're undefeated in SEC play still, there's a lot of teams that could beat Alabama. Including Mississippi State. I yeah. mean, on the right day, they about went over there and did it the there, other There's day. no team in the conference that's running away with anything this year. Anybody can it, beat anybody. The SEC on tournament would be wide open. Yeah, it really would be. We'll see what happens. I, as far as I know, they're going to play it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't heard any different. One way or the other, so. uh, prediction? Uh, Arkansas wins, I think. Um, I mean, I, I think State plays well. They've played well the last three outings now. Um, at Tennessee, at Alabama, and then, of course, against Iowa State the other day. So, I mean, I think they'll give them their best shot. I just right now, uh, maybe I'm putting a little too much emphasis on it being on the road, despite the fact I talked a while ago about how it's not going to be as intimidating a road environment as it usually is. I just feel like Arkansas is probably the slightly better team here, and 
it's just easier to pick who I think is the better team. And, and I think that'll end up being Arkansas. I think it's close, though. Uh, I will say Arkansas 77, Mississippi State 75. Wow. Really close game. Yeah. I think it's close. I, I think it'll be a little further spread than that. I don't know the spread off the top of my head. I would imagine State is a 7-8 to eight point underdog. That sounds about right to me. Uh, give me Arkansas to win 80-72. to 72. Something like that. So, All right. Uh, tomorrow's show, get the rumblings questions in, and we will have those for you. And, of course, future Brian will recap what happens in, on the court in Fayetteville uh, on Tuesday night. So, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.